The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. All right, very late. This video will be coming very late, but it's been a long day, a lot of stuff to do. Did listen to the game on uh, on Ram Radio. Off, off my phone. So, but I had to, I wanted to rewatch it just to see some specific things. And I think the thing that, that shines through and it often does, but it certainly did in this case, you know, VCU was kind of scuffling in this game all the way to towards the end of the first half. But what is it that always keeps them in the game and gives them a chance? It's that defense. And think of this. So LaSalle gets the three pointer. It's a three-pointer to take a six-point lead. It's about like four and a half minutes left. Let me get the exactly get the right guy who got this so I can uh, be as accurate as I can. It's 433 left. Clark hits hits actually wasn't a three-pointer. Clark hits a two-pointer. Jack Clark, or I think it's Jack Clark. Six-point lead for 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 LaSalle. You know, VC was struggling with turnovers. Their offense just really wasn't clicking. And then they hold them scoreless for the rest of the half and get the lead off a nice little run at the end of the half. But here's the key. One field goal for over the next 10 minutes of play. So that's the for, final 433 of the first half. They got no points. They obviously got no field goals. They get, a, they get a stick back by Clark early in the second half, and that is their only field goal until Brickus – Gets a stick back. 14th, uh, 14-12 left in the game, so 548. So 433, 548, over 10 minutes, one field goal. And in that time, they go from down six to up seven. Then they put another nice run in after that, again, spurred by fantastic defense, you know, and, and some plays from some guys you don't expect. You know, Mikel Brown Jones made some plays. And of course, Highland had a huge three-pointer. Baldwin had Baldwin, you know, gets the gets a three-point play, misses a free throw, gets his own re gets his gets his uh gets a rebound, gets his own miss, gets fouled again, and makes two more. And it's just, you know, and, and that was pretty much game over. They did they did wobble a bit after they gave, they got up 16. And I think if you want to criticize anything, it's the game management from there that it that it took. Island making those free throws at the end to make sure of it. But you know what? Let's let's talk about Bones Island for a moment. This kind of game, you just you cannot you cannot have enough of it. Only takes 10 shots and gets 24 points. Five of ten from the field, three of six from three, eleven of twelve from the foul line. And don't you love 
your best player, your star guard, somebody who might have to handle the ball. You know, Baldwin's going to be the primary ball handler always, but sometimes you're going to need Highland to handle that ball at the end of games. Getting fouled and making seven out of eight free throws in the last two minutes to put the game away. Don't you love it? Don't you also love VCU, 21 of 26 from the foul line, 80%, plus nine at the foul line. That kept them in the game in the first half. That kept LaSalle at bay at the end of the game. That is how you win. That is defense, foul shooting. Those are the things that often tell the tale in March. And again, not too many threes either. Like I said, I always like three to one, twos to threes. It wasn't that today. It was close, 38 two-pointers, 15 three-pointers. They didn't shoot the three well. That's, a, that's all right when the other team doesn't either. And, and you, know, you know, VCU took 15 threes, only made four. That's not great. But when the other team takes 22 and they only take 32s and they only make six threes, you're doing a good job. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the – I think the other headline, the other interesting thing about this is most minutes to starting fives played for a long time. Vince Williams over 33 minutes. Corey Douglas, 28. Uh, you know, he, uh, Hassan Ward in his first start, just over 27. Baldwin only 26. Very rarely will you ever see Baldwin have the fewest minutes of the starting five guy, but that's what happened. Highland over 35 minutes. And it would have been interesting. Fordham, which of course was supposed to be played by the time you see this today, uh, has been postponed and moved back to its original slot, which means the six games in two weeks is back on. And that's starting with the next game on Wednesday. Oh, mama, that's going to be a lot of work for all of us. Um, but that would have been interesting to see how VCU would have pulled up having you know played that little. And some of that was necessitated by Keyshawn Curry's injury. We hope that injury is not serious. Uh, it was good to see Mikel Brown-Jones get a lot of minutes and, and contribute. Didn't he contribute, especially in that run? Five points and six boards. Hassan Ward. Now, it's interesting. We had a lot of people talking about calling him to start, which is understandable because he's played so well off the bench. This was his first start in his 40th game. What you wonder is, would he, I mean, it took him a while clearly to get into the rhythm of the game, but once he did, oh, my goodness. The second half, he nearly had a double-double in the second half. Nine points and eight boards in the second half. They finished with 13 and 10, six out of seven from the field, which is, you know, goodness gracious. Only the one block. The odd VC only had two blocks. So that that's, you know, for a team that blocks shots as much as they do, that's that's that was uh that that's a surprise uh that, that happened, that they only got two blocks, but it didn't matter in the end. Uh, but yeah, Hassan Ward really got going, but you wonder. If that's why he's so effective off the bench is that he can just sort of get a feel from the game from the bench and then he comes in and goes bam and starts to make his impact. Uh, but he made it a big impact today, especially on the backboard. VCU, again, winning the backboard plus eight, plus three, uh, offensive rebounds, 13 to seven on second chance points. That was that was large and in charge for them today as well. Uh, if, you, if you're going to pick a nit, Another nit, 11 turnover, 17 assists. That's that they haven't been good on that lately. You know, Baldwin four assists, three turnovers. You'd, you'd hope for better than that, but he but he made up for it by getting 
getting points today. Ten points. He gets six boards. Tied for second best on the team. Again, your guards, when they re- when your guards rebound, you're going to do well in rebounding and four steals. That was uh that was really great from him. You know, you 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 love to see that. And especially as Highland, who usually gets a fair amount of steals, only had one today. Uh Jimmy, you know, Trey Clark off the bench. I liked his I liked his production. He got a couple steals as well. A uh, couple of, you know, couple of eh fouls on him, a couple of ticky tack fouls on him I didn't like. Uh Douglas kind of doing what Stockard does, you know, scoring early. Uh with when Stockard not in there. I mean, he only ended up with six points, but he got it, you know, he got a lot of that early in the game, which is kind of what Stockard does. Uh hopefully Stockard's injury is not too long. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, hopefully these guys are back because it'll be interesting to see what happens if the if the starters have to play this kind of minutes with six with six games in fourteen days about to be upon us. But they really this was this was such a terrific effort defensively, uh, and that's what really that's what got them going at the end of the first half. That's what got them really started in the second half. It kept Lasalle at bay. You know, Sharif Kenny had a huge game at twenty. And and that they did a pretty good job outside of him. I mean, he's seven of fifteen. The rest of them fifteen for thirty-seven, which is whew, terrible, absolutely terrible. So, I I just you know this this was a game that last year I think they would have just they would have they would have been pedaling uphill the whole time. This year, they they come up with the goods and get the job done and win. And that's what you're looking for. And that's just particularly outstanding from them. So I, I was very happy with that. Very, very, very happy with that. And and look, we were hoping to come out of this little homestand going into the big stretch of games, six and two. You know, we don't get the UMass game, and then we thought we were going to get the Fordham game. We don't. Uh, let's see here. What else do I want to call out? Vince Williams, 11 points. I want to call him out. Very nice. Very nice from Vince Williams tonight. Um, kind of short because it was you know it was just, we, a lot of theme a lot of theme, themes that we've hit before we we sort of hit again here. And yeah, it's only LaSalle. They were four and five going in, but they just beat Richmond as, as everybody knows. And they of course surprised Dayton in the opener. So and this game could have gone against them. I mean, they were not playing well in that first half, and their defense. Really turned that game, that ten minute stretch with just one field goal, turned it around. You know they they had a five minute stretch where they didn't score, and LaSalle couldn't get ahead of them in the second half, so that was important. Couldn't couldn't really make a dent in the lead either. So you you uh, you like that, but I just love the way Highland finished the game, just making all those free throws. I mean that's just man, that's that's what a that's what a player of the year type player does. That's what a that's what a real college superstar does. You go in there, you're the one on you're the one who wants the ball at the end of the game because you know you're gonna get fouled and you got the mental toughness to step up there and just go bam, bam, bam. Seven out of eight down the stretch. Can't argue with that. Eleven and twelve in the game. Can't argue with that. One of the better foul shooters in the league. We talked about that on Wednesday when we did the State of the Rams, he's in, you know, I think he's third in the league in foul shooting. And he will certainly have done that no harm at all. And VCU will have done their position as the second best foul shooting team in the conference no harm at all with just about 81% from the field. So we don't have the Sunday game against Fordham, unfortunately. So 
what do we what do we have? We've got the brutal schedule coming up, but we're excited. I'm excited for it because it means a lot of games. I'm excited to see, especially if Curry and Stockard's injuries are not bad and we get them both back to see how the Army concept is really going to hold up. At Rhode Island, who Stephen Keck rightly says is our daddy, they beat us 9 out of 10. we got to do something about that. At Duquesne, could be a tougher game that looks on paper. And then essentially four games at home, even though one of them's at Richmond. Davidson, Richmond, Fordham, and then at Richmond. So four games where they get to sleep in their own beds and don't have to travel, which makes this stretch, in my opinion, a lot more negotiable than it would be otherwise. Certainly if you had three true really big road trips or four, you'd you'd be concerned. But we're really going to know what the situation is. And it's just – it's huge. And, of course, to come out of it and then you get – you know, you got four games to finish the season, two at home, two on the road. I mean, this is this is an opportunity to make to put themselves in a really great position. And because we don't know what's gonna happen with St. Louis. We all know about the controversy with that. I I think we're trending towards there's gonna be a certain cutoff date. Whatever the games you've played is whatever the games you've played, and winning percentage is gonna tell the tale of who gets seated where. And if that's the case. You know, I mean, they're 0-1, so it's not likely that this could happen, but they could get to 7. And they say they only play the 10 games and play 7-3 and three and get to 700 percentage. That could that could put them in the top four. And as I said on Wednesday when we were talking about the race for the top four, if you believe St. Louis and St. Bonaventure are definitely going to end up there, and I, and I still do at this point, that only leaves two spots and the competition is going to be tough. And it is, and it is so critical especially now with the tournament format changed. You know, they did those – they were – they would normally maybe do those campus games for the early first round or, or you know, and then and then send everybody to Brooklyn. Now with the tournament in Richmond, you know, they're going to do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be four games in four days for everybody. And you don't want to be playing – you want you want to not only have to play you want to only have to play three instead of four, especially in this situation, especially with VCU having home court at least for a round, maybe two rounds, depending on how they set it up, and then having to go to the Robin Center. So yeah, a little bit shorter tonight because of the lateness of the hour and because of the fact that it was you know pretty pretty room service type win, except for. The first part of you know the the most of the first half where they were really trailing and not playing well had a bunch of turnovers early. You know four turnovers after the first before the first time out is, ugh, you know and they and they did a little better towards the end of the half. I think let me see go go down to the numbers. I think they only ended up with about seven or eight. Oh no, they had ten turnovers. But even then, six turnovers in the final sixteen minutes is not, actually not that bad. Uh, and they did better on the second half. They only had uh, eight turnovers in the second half, or seven turnovers in the second half. So that's that's better. That's better. That's close. That's closer to what you're looking for. But yeah, eleven assists, to 10, 17 turnovers. You don't want to be doing that in too many games, because it, especially with these games we've got coming up. But yeah, so that's it. Uh, and in five and two, so they're they're right up there at the top of the conference. They're, they're, they're right up there at the pointy end of the conference, and now we get six games and 14 games where we're really going to see what's what. I'm excited about it. Hopefully, if everything's working in my new apartment and my internet's working and all that, 
It'll be easy to do these recaps from there and all that. So thank you all for listening. You're listening on uh, on Apple Pod. If you listen to Rams Rewind on Apple Podcast or uh, Podbean, like it and share it around and rate, us, rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate that. If you're listening on any other podcast platform, we really appreciate that. Thank you for listening. We will see you Wednesday. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.